Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another special, special Metronome's Christmas episode. Last time we had Jessica Chaz all the way from Canada and South Africa on the show. It was a really pleasure having her on the first season of this Metronome's Christmas. Now, last time the show was entitled Sound Collision, so the reason why I renamed the show Metronomes for this season is kind of a triple entendre that I've been going through currently in life. First and foremost, there's a new church I've been attending called Metro Life Church. It's a really cool church in Castleberry. You should go check it out. I've been really blessed by the Bible studies there and the Sunday meetings and uh, just a really awesome group of people. A metronome, for those of you who are familiar with music studio terms, is basically the click track that you hear to keep you on time with the beat while you're recording. I guess for a fun, silly side, gnomes is like what people like to keep in the garden when they're fantasizing those gnome characters. So I guess I made it into a triple entendre. Nothing ingenious, I just wanted to make it a play on words to show some love for the Metro fam while also continuing my brand. We got a special guest on the show tonight once again. Her name is Megan Slack. She is the author of a new children's book that I would like for you to share the title. A great artwork book that I think will be really great for the holiday season for you to for you to get your children. But let's pass it over to Megan to tell you what it's all about first of all. Hi everyone. The title of my book is called Child This Is Where I Am. So yeah, my whole heart is to show um, how the Bible lines up with our everyday lives to make God more real uh, to people and the little things. I love the uh, Instagram post you put on it earlier today um, to give a little further description. Um, you claimed in your post, from beginning to end, you are seeing the same person grow and have lots of typical life experiences. You may see her hair get longer, and you may see also how the thing she experiences becomes more both complicated and important. Could you detail us on that a little bit further on how that story builds slowly? And also, um, how do you condense it for children to understand? What was cool about how it started out was that it was actually something the Lord... Um, press on my heart to do and this has always been a dream of mine with children's books is to make more complicated or at least um, philosophical things about the world simple in order that the, even a ch uh, child can understand it and so this was my whole heart for um, this book so the way it kind of narrates is it's a child asking God um, where he is I um, they say you know I read about you in the Bible where are you in my life and so he is responding the whole time. And so it's in very simple phrases, you know, I'm in uh, when you encourage your friends, when you are comforted, when you are sad. So in little things like that, um, to make it simple so that a child can uh, grasp what that would look like, but also making that real to them that, wow, he really does care. And so you see that throughout the book, the um, situations get a little more intense, or at least in a way that... Um, you know, from a child's perspective of, you know, what they go through, you know, hanging out with friends or just being born even. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then it goes all the way into when you're having to be patient, when you're having to forgive, when you're having to uh, be comforted and stuff like that. So it shows how the person is growing and the problems they face and the experiences they have become a little more um, important or involved. And so it's just seeing how he is faithful in every season. That's awesome. To tie into the post, I know I noticed you ended like one of the paragraphs by saying past, present, and future. Now I notice in the first photograph, 
you have the character sitting by a windowsill and then the second one she's standing and then the third one it's a reflection of both is that what you're referring to when you say past present and future sure i mean it's definitely in terms of reflection if you're an older person maybe looking at the book clearly this is a book that's kind of for all ages so it just depends on where you are at at looking at the book mm-hmm. but um that's what that kind of last picture was for is a reflection of wow like that person is this the child may be looking into the future and then that person who is older is kind of looking back on wow he's been faithful so just depend on what age um you are in looking at this book and kind of reflecting on god's faithfulness in your seasons from you know when you were younger to into the future when you grow i saw a really like um cool way of presenting like god's predestination for our path in that example because since god exists out of time we as as men and women know basically we have to know our journey from beginning to end while god knows our end from our beginning so seeing the two pictures together and the final one i guess that's how god you know looks at our lives we can reflect on it but he sees all of it from you know conception to 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 the time that we're with him seeing all that how god exists out of time and then reflecting on that is all is that like an extra part of like the message you want to put out there with the book or am i reading too much into it i mean surely you can go there i think it um is definitely a path you can take because i'm really opening a door into this kind of thinking um through this book is just introducing the idea, hey, maybe he really is in the little things in every situation. So if he is, that means he's going to be in all the situations to come. So if you are coming from the perspective, then yeah, he is going to be there in the end as well. Um, so, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> so to kind of wrap up this portion, would you say like you intentionally want the book to essentially be a conversation starter and if so do you have like follow-up books that you want to tie into this story or is this like a one-off and you're trusting the lord for other ideas in the future it definitely is a conversation that's like my whole heart with these books is that i want it to be a conversation between even just generations you know between a parent and a child between an older friend to a younger friend being able to compare experiences while looking at these situations, you know, it could be a parent talking to their kid like, hey, I've been through this or I've gone through these harder times and I've definitely seen his faithfulness. You may be seeing like only a simple thing as in like when you shared your toy with your sibling, but that was, he was still in that. You know, it's being able to compare these um, very different experiences, but very real to each person. Yes. Um, and really start a conversation that really um, shows how he's faithful to all generations. It's so sweet. Um, but yeah, there um, there is definitely going to be a uh, second and third one with this book particularly. There's going to be you know, many other books, I'm sure, but um, when it comes to this specific topic, I think there's going to be uh, a couple more that are going to line up with still God speaking, but it's going to be in a different way. So, um, And I'll give you a little sneak peek. So like, for example... This is called Child, This is Where I Am, but the next one will be Child, This is Who I Am. So it's going to go more in-depth with each book as to what it looks like to believe God and be in the faith. It's going to get more in-depth, but it would definitely be thought-provoking for all readers. So am I sensing a trilogy to 
this is why I am or a quadrilogy to this is what I am or thinking too far ahead? <laughs> well, I mean, definitely it could go either way, but um, it's actually going to be, child, this is who you are. So it's actually going to, like, flip on uh, flip on itself and address the audience. But, you know, with more elaboration, that'll come. <laughs> That's great. It's almost like you're starting the journey with this is where I am at the moment, trying to seek out God in the everyday things of my life and then building into, you know, making that your own. But then once you've made it your own, allowing the one who gave you that life to to teach it to you that this is who you are. So that that's a really good, like, salvation-like transition that I'm really digging. So good job. But as far as the artwork, I guess I'll, I'll let this be a little transition into a little more of your personal backstory. How did you get into art? Um, when did you first, like, start drawing or painting art is not my forte so forgive me if i sound like an idiot with these questions but the other thing i also wanted to let you know is that every time i see you post more art from the book it really looks like it would translate very well into like an animated short story so like what's your inspiration behind that how long have you been doing it and um what would you consider your skills in that area so i've been um doing art consistently since about freshman year of high school i mean anyone can say that they've been doing art since they were a kid but i didn't uh start taking it seriously until about freshman year of high school where i was literally sketching almost every day whether it's just a random character that i wanted to try to draw um for my head or something that I was seeing in front of me, uh, whatever it was, I was like trying to challenge myself to draw more. And it really made a difference. And by sophomore and junior year, I was um, getting very serious with portraiture and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, as I've transitioned into college, um, I'm at UCF now and just uh, transitioning to really thinking about, okay, I have the skill set. what am I gonna do with it? And as I've been pursuing the Lord more, he really has been steering my path into a totally different direction, but it's exactly where it needs to be because I've always had a heart to go deeper with what I see. I've always had um, eyes to see the beauty in a lot of, you know, everyday things. And so it really makes my heart happy when he gives me ideas that bring about the beauty, actually like highlight those beauty in little things. And it's funny that you talk about it looking like an animated short story because that's really a lot of where my inspiration comes from is like think disney short films and stuff like that i love very short yet uh compacted uh stories that are very uh influential in how they narrate very inspirational how they can make such a a simple concept really just bring tears even without words i mean i've even had ideas to do storybooks without words even and just let the pictures speak for themselves emphasizing the emotions and what's happening more than uh, what the words can say or what even a movie can say. It definitely been my heart to just highlight the beauty and simple things. And that's why I love the opportunity to do children's books is because, you know, we're able to, it's simple enough for children to understand, but beautiful enough for adults to comprehend on a deeper level that they wouldn't have before if they were just doing their own thing. So The artwork style really reminded me, and I could be way off with this, it reminded me a tiny bit of like the pencil watermark drawings that you got in like the intro to the old Madeline movie before it transitioned into human form. 
And then also, uh, like, how cool would it be, like, if Pure Flix ever wanted to give Disney Plus a run for their money, if they started, like, an animated short, a series on their end, and then gave you a deal for that? That would be awesome, right? Oh, for sure. Any final details you want to share with us um, on the book and how people can check it out this Christmas season if they want to get a copy? Of course, we're going to have you remind them at the end of the show about all this, all these details as well. But let the people know where they can find it, where they can know more about it. Definitely, uh, you can order it on Amazon. Um, if you just search Child is Where I Am, it should pop up at the top. It'll be by Megan Slack, me. Um, and it'll be a cloud cover, so it's kind of hard to miss. Yeah, just order on Amazon, and it ships well with Prime if you're a Prime member. There should be more information on Goodreads as well. Um, if you ever go on Goodreads, you can follow me as an author there check it out more as a book but yeah definitely just order it through amazon.com that is so awesome all right you guys make sure you do that at the top of your to-do list for everyone who's on the nice list for this season and even for those who are on the naughty list maybe they can experience the salvation story through this um, hopefully as a conversation piece for this holiday season anyhow miss megan getting into that transition for the next section what's your relationship with Christmas music. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it a love-hate relationship? Well, I'd say I definitely love it, um, but more for the nostalgic uh, component of it is that there's so much good memories made. I know that's not always the case for everybody, but I'm definitely blessed to say that I am blessed by a lot of different Christmas music, but I definitely am also picky, so it just depends. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would relate with you on that angle. And it always amazes me, even I, I looked it up this year again, how timeless uh, some of these songs from this genre have been. Like, some of these songs were written between the year 15 to 1800, and they're still being sung today. So, like, how those melodies cross the, the span of time, I really don't know. But it's uh, truly, truly remarkable. We're going to be comparing some Christmas songs once again since it's the Christmas season. All right, so let's get this thing started. So we're going to go ahead with round number one, which is Go Tell It on the Mountain. The first version we're going to play is by Glad. Here we go. Christ is born. The shepherds feared and 
Ladies and gents, that was Go Tell It on the Mountain by Glad, and that's going to be going up against the Jimmy Swaggart version. Here we go. Christ is born. Go tell it on the mountain. Go 
I kind of didn't think this was much of a contest. I mean, if we're sticking to the, the frame of mountain, then maybe the country feel of Jimmy Swagger's version will suit your forte better. But I'm sorry, the crazy acapella that we got on the glad version, especially near the end, sounded like a madhouse of like intertwining of vocals. Um, it was like very bouncy, even though, again, they had no beat to support them. So I got to give this an easy one to Glad. What about you, Megan? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> very interesting choices of versions, I got to say. Um, what I, the, what uh, the Jimmy Swagger version reminds me of is as if you took the weird uh, loud grandpa from the back pew of a church and just put him on stage and gave him a mic. <laughs> it's just very, like, very uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, it's humorous if you look in from that way. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your opinion on the glad version comparatively better absolutely i think it is interesting when it's with acapella you know they expand on the vocals a lot i what i did like about it is that it emphasized the jubilee of the song you know go tell it on the mountain they're like emphasizing the tell through their voices you know like we're going to use their voices to shout this yeah i mean while it was definitely wild it's kind of appropriate for you know what they're trying to communicate <laughs> yeah it, for me it's very hard to find other uh christmas acapella versions that match that and that roller coaster ending though with the that was crazy for me i don't think i've ever seen anyone replicate that ending to this day so um anyway that was an easy glad win from both of us so we're unanimously in agreement on that first one so let's get into round numero dos as you could say in espanol we're gonna start with point of grace oh holy night here we go Oh 
ladies and gents that was oh holy night by point of grace i'm sorry i can't get the image that megan got in my head from the hotel on the mountain now i'm just thinking like um that tim hawkins joke of when there's an old person in the back during testimony time that wants to share a song and then they say the lord gave me this song and then tim hawkins says and then they sing the song (laughs) And then, and then he said, "Maybe you should give it back." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that version of "A Holy Night" is going to be going up against Jen Stackpole's version. Here we go. Appeared and the soul. 
Jens, that was Oh Holy Night, Jen Stackpole's version, going up against Point of Grace's version. 
Now you guys won't be able to see this because it's not a, a regular visual. How we're working the show is we're recording it over Messenger. So each time a song plays, I ask Megan to notify me when it's over. So because there's like... She keeps sending the word done, so now there's like three in a row. It reminds me of that character from the Croods. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think... <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, these two versions for me, they fit the aesthetic of their artwork very good. I felt like Point of Grace's version felt like very breezy in the snow, very Disney film-like while Jen Stackpole's version was very, you know, chill fireplace-like. Do I think they really did anything really inventive or out of the box to stretch the song? Like we heard earlier what Glad did to Go Tell on the Mountain? I don't think so. As special and sweet as the song is, it's a song that's been covered a million times before. Basically, your love for these versions depends on how much you love the song itself. It's not really gonna change your mind if you didn't have any affection for the song before. So for that reason, as much as I love both versions, I'm going to have to give it a negative tie. What about you, Megan? You read my mind. Uh, I got to say, I was quite disappointed by both. The first one, I couldn't get past. Like, can I say, her vocals were weak. She couldn't, she just, it was nothing special about it. And so it just kind of made you feel, like, uncomfortable or just like, all right, skip, next. The next one, granted, they made up for how they, uh, did in the beginning later on like I, I like the vocals at the end but overall it was quite creepy <laughs> if there's any way to describe it <laughs> it's the, the soft pitch that this kind of like made you feel like you're like they're right by your ear whispering to you you're like ah like, <laughs> like no thank you I'd like to hear clearly right. on the stage thank you um but yeah negative tie for both I'm really surprised because you <laughs> You preface the show by saying that you're really picky, yet for some reason we have um, agreement votes on both so far. <laughs> well, maybe you're picky too. I guess, and maybe you'll describe yourself the same way, which I gotta applaud you for uh, fitting this setting because I didn't expect you to be so good. I'm talking about the music side, not the book side, so don't get offended. But um, I would say I'm gracefully picky, meaning. I can understand even when a majority loves a song, but I, I will never let a majority blind me from the flaws of something, if that makes any sense. For the sake of conversation and, and to be fair and to always see improvement in everything or, or the beauty in every imperfection, I like to be, you know, unbiased or fair that way. Anyhow, let's get into this final round so we can get you out of here so I don't get you past your bedtime. Here we go with Good King Wenceslas by Bing Crosby, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about Deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon at night Though the frost was cruel When a poor man came inside Gathering winter fuel Hither, page, and stand by me If thou know'st it telling Yonder peasant, who is he? Where and what his dwelling? Sire, he lives a goodly hence Underneath a mountain 
Right against the forest fence By St. Agnes' fountain Then bring me flesh and bring me wine Bring me pine logs hither Thou and I will see him dine When we bear them thither Page and monarch forth they went Forth they went together Through the rude winds wild lament And the bitter weather Sire, the night is darker now And the winds blow stronger Failed my heart, I know not how I can go no longer Mark my footsteps, my good page Tread thou in them boldly Thou shalt find the winter's rage Freeze thy blood less coldly In his master's steps he trod Where the snow lay dinted Heat was in the very sod Which the saint had printed Therefore, Christian men, be sure Wealth or rank possessing Ye who will now bless the poor Shall yourselves find blessing All right, that was Good King Wenceslas by Bing Crosby. I don't think anyone triggers Christmas nostalgia more than Bing Crosby or Perry Como, if I'm wrong. Maybe Megan has a couple more that she can think of that triggers nostalgia for her. What would you say? Oh, Nat King Cole, all the way. That That's pretty much a top three list there if you want to just trigger instant holiday nostalgia. All right, going up against Reliant K's version. Here we go. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow
I know not how I can go no longer. <laughs> Mark my footsteps, my good page. Tread now in them boldly. You shall find a winter's rage. Freeze your gun as In his master's steps he trod, where the snow lay dinted. It was in the very sod which the That was Good King Wenceslas by Reliant K up against Bing Crosby's version. Um, now, before I get into the intention of why that version was thrown in, um, I'm glad you brought some pepper into the mix with that Nat King Cole version because only now I realize that every song tonight was all salt. <laughs> Uh, so no no white supremacy or racism intended it was just ironic <laughs> anyway <laughs> the reason why i left that version in there i wish i could have seen your your facial reaction as andy many on words play would would say i just did it for the kids so <laughs> so i'm gonna actually switch things up a little bit since you switched it up with okay and you good instead of done i'm going to give you the floor first to give your opinion on these two versions amazing well i gotta say when it comes to voting which one i have very different reasons for which one i'd vote because my safe answer would be being crosby clearly but my explorative humorous side would be like i don't know i kind of like this <laughs> it's really wild. It, I didn't. It didn't really occur to me until like halfway through when he started laughing that I realized he was all a joke. Because <laughs> I was literally gonna ask Edwards. I'm like, is this a joke? And so when he started laughing, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is actually pure gold right here. Um, so, <laughs> so for entertainment value, it goes way up for the second one. But if we're playing it safe for actual like musical talent and poise, I'd say the first one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to be honest with you, I love Bing Crosby. Almost, he can't, you can't go wrong with any Christmas song that he covers. But for some reason, this is one where it's almost like my love hate relationship with opera music. There's certain opera songs that I truly love and certain ones I can't stand. Even though Bing Crosby's version was not opera, it gives me like that Christmas stage show setting. It's not really as timeless. Uh, as I would like it to be. Even though it's only two and a half minutes, that version, I feel like it's kind of a chore to listen to still. I understand the Entertainment Valley, the Lion K version. It's almost like playing a joke on like a harp string, which is still kind of creative, I'm not going to lie. But at the same token, Good King Wenceslas, in my opinion, is a nice story. I don't think it works really well in song form. I think both versions become a little bit of a task to listen to, even though it's so short. I'd rather read it than listen to it. This doesn't really do it for me, so I'm gonna have to unfortunately go 
a negative tie our first disagreement <laughs> so <laughs> again still no decision but i'm so so glad you came on the show i had so much fun i think you're gonna kill it on emily's show you did a great job um give the people again another reminder where they can find child this is where i am where they can check it out to buy for their kids this season or even just as an adult the god says that we have to be like children even adults can read it too so where they could check that out where they could check you out and then we'll sign off yes absolutely so you can find the book once again on amazon.com the title of the book is child this is where i am by megan snack and you can also follow me on instagram uh, my tag is Megan Essence Art, so that's M-E-G-N Essence Art, and you can find me there where I give updates on the book and also what I'm working on um, throughout the year. And so, yeah, definitely you could uh, follow me there and see my progress. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care, you guys. Have a blessed, blessed Christmas season. Nuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids from one to ninety-two although it's been said many times many ways Merry Christmas to From one to ninety-two 
Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas To Why do you run? Why do you run? Why do you hide? Why do you hide? Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come And take away the pain you have inside Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come Into your heart to set you free Why keep running, playing hide and seek From the blood that he shed for you And why distance yourself far from God's help With all the silly things you do So now's your time to walk Into the shine And now's your time to run Into his marvelous light Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come And take away the pain you have inside Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come Into your heart to set you free Why live in compromise? Why do you believe in lies? That's far from his grace And why you try to criticize about how people live and die Without seeking his face So drop your bad attitude, step up to a different tune and walk into his love. Cause his blood has been shed for you, now set for you to do, for you to choose him to. Let's sing. Why do you run? Why do you hide? It just wants to come. And take away the pain you have inside. Why do you go? Why do you flee? It just wants to come. Into your heart to set you free Why do you run? Fall from the sun It just wants to come And take away the pain that's been done Why do you go? Can you see? It just wants to come Into your heart to set you free Why do you run? Why do you run? Why do you hide? Why do you hide? Can you see? Can you see? His blood on the cross has set you free. Why do you run? Why do you hide? Can you see? His blood on the cross has set you free. Let's go. Why do you run? Why do you hide? He just wants to come And take away the pain you have inside Why do you go? Why do you flee? He just wants to come Into your heart to set you free Why do you run? Fall from the sun He just wants to come And take away the pain that's been done Why do you go? Can you see? He just wants to come Into your heart to set you free Why do you run? 
Christmas to all and to all a good night.